Well, hey there, and welcome to this bonus episode. This one was pulled from a Facebook Live that I did recently about some changes and trends and things that I'm noticing about Etsy that I just wanted to put it out there for you to know and to be aware of and to sort of watch as these things evolve. Before we jump into this episode, I do want to remind you that the doors to scale your sales are opening on Friday. If you are not yet on the email list, you don't get emails from me, head to scaleyouretsysales.com and there is a waiting list. And if you are listening to this after Friday has happened already, scaleyouretsysales.com is where you can find the information about that program as well. So, all right, let's get started on this audio. Hey friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. everybody and welcome to today's Facebook Live. I am excited to be back here doing another Facebook Live with you. It's been a little while since I I have done one of these. So welcome. And if you are joining me, take a second to say hey and introduce yourself. Today in this Facebook Live, which I'm also recording as a podcast. So if you're listening to this as a podcast later, that's awesome. Um, But today we are going to talk about some Etsy changes and some marketplace shifts that I am seeing as a seller on Etsy and sort of that are making my spidey senses tingle for things that we should be really hyper aware of as sellers on the platform um, and ways that we can um, take advantage of both the things that the platform is providing, but also be aware of potential changes that are coming up. I think it is really important to be sort of aware of and analyzing the things that Etsy is showing us that they're prioritizing as we go, um, because it just kind of prepares you for potential things that other people are caught off guard by, but you don't need to be because usually Etsy is pretty I wouldn't say transparent about how things are changing, but they give us hints about the things that they are changing. So one example of this was I had a podcast episode that I did, um, I guess it was, I don't know, it was like two years ago at this point or almost two years ago about how Etsy was clearly pushing free shipping. And this was before they had announced that it was free shipping, (laughs) you know, that they were going to like make this change towards free shipping, but they had laid that foundation for months leading up to that. Um, And so it wasn't surprising to those of us that were prepared. So I am um, seeing some of those same kinds of things. Before we dive into those, I do want, I'm sorry, I'm kind of interrupting myself here, but I do want to remind you that the waiting list for Scale Your Sales is open right now. ScaleYourEtsySales.com is that link. And the course is opening on Friday. So I've had some questions about that, um, and that waiting list is there, scaleyouretsysales.com. So one of the biggest changes that I have seen or sort of a shift that I'm seeing that Etsy trend towards 
um, is a really big push toward buyer confidence. Um, this is something that I think sort of began prior to COVID last year, but then it was kind of paused for a brief period of time. And I am seeing them push harder and harder over the last few months as we've moved into 2021. So prior to COVID, if you had not, if you were not on Etsy before that, or if you just weren't aware of this, um, Etsy had ODR. They called it ODR. It was about, it was order dissatisfaction rate, which is a really negative way of saying it. But um, it was all about customer service buyer feedback. Basically, as the seller, you were expected to have a 99% positive experience rate based on reviews and cases that were brought against you. And if you cross that threshold of having more than 1% of um, your sales end up with a negative review or end up with a case, you are at risk of being shut down. They sent you this warning. They had this whole um, trial period thing that they did. So when when COVID started, they suspended ODR. So that was a good thing um, in a, for a lot of reasons, but there were a lot of postal delays. Obviously, we've all lived through that. Um, there was kind of just this huge upheaval. So one way that Etsy said that they were helping us as, as sellers and sort of supporting the seller community was to suspend this ODR and not put your shop at risk if you were having issues with, you know, really mad buyers because their package were really delayed or whatever. But what ultimately ended up happening that I don't know if Etsy or anyone really anticipated was when masks became mandatory in a lot of places and when the CDC started really pushing masks, there was a huge, huge influx of buyers to Etsy to buy masks. And there was a huge influx of sellers who were new sellers or um New, completely new to the platform or just sellers that had shifted into this mask market. Or honestly, there were a lot, unfortunately, of just scammers who were taking advantage of this new situation that they could take advantage of. So the result of that was that there has been, and I have seen this off of Facebook, off of Etsy, on different platforms like forums and stuff, where Etsy's reputation as sort of a, a reputable source um, or the buyer confidence in buying from Etsy has fallen a little bit. And that is not good for Etsy as a publicly traded company. And frankly, it's not good for us as sellers. So I am seeing Etsy react to this in a way to really begin to try to push that buyer confidence really strongly. Um, that that is, I mean, and I mean, I don't disagree with this. Um, you know, it poses challenges for us as sellers, which we'll get into, but I think that the ultimate, uh, importance of Etsy as a platform is to have that buyer confidence. It's not good for any of us when people don't trust the platform, when it becomes like a, you know, an eBay or like a, even like Facebook prior to the marketplace and stuff like, oh, well, if you just send somebody your money, you may or may not ever get your product. Um, so I'm seeing them really, really prioritize working on building back this buyer confidence and also at the same time being able to compete and stay competitive in the online space um, in terms of having quick shipping and all of those things. So let's talk about what that means for you as a seller. Um, 
as a summary, I would say what it really means is that your customer service is of absolute utmost importance and that it is extremely important for you as the seller to have high touch service with people and really quick turnarounds. That's one of the big things that Etsy is pushing right now. And I think not only does it make it easier for them to track as a platform, like it makes it easier. You sell something, you have a three day processing time. They, you know, the buyer knows within a week or two whether or not it's going to get there, whether or not you ever shipped it, all of those things versus like a six weeks turnaround time where it drags things out. Um, but it also just makes for happier customers. So fast processing times are one of the things that I am seeing Etsy push more and more. It seems like, and this has been true actually for a while, but it seems like Etsy rewards anecdotally um, shops when they ship things out. So if you have a whole bunch of outstanding orders, so for instance, right now I have like 80 outstanding orders. My employee is at my workshop right now working on those. I will ship those out tomorrow morning. I could almost guarantee you that tomorrow will be a really big sales day for me. When I go through my orders and I print those shipping labels and I take them to the post office and get them scanned, I almost always have a really big sales day that same day. So Etsy is rewarding shops for getting those things out and that seems to have an impact on your sales and your search placement and all of that. They're also making it a lot easier for buyers to sort by fast turnaround time. So if you go to the Etsy search, particularly on the desktop, I don't search first off on my phone very much, um, so I'm not sure how the app looks and everything. Um, but on the desktop, there are pretty prominent places where you can sort things by, you know, I want to receive this within a week or I want to receive this by X date or whatever. So when you're shopping for something, you know, if I'm shopping for product A and I'm shopping for product B and they're similar products, but this one ships within three days and this one takes three weeks to ship, I'm going to buy this one because I'm impatient. And ultimately, buyers are impatient and then that's going to be a big thing. Um, additionally, Etsy also has a place on your shipping profiles, if you have profiles set up, where they again stress that fast processing times are big and they are important to buyers. All of these pieces, you know, individually, you might look at all of those and say like, well, it seems like Etsy definitely, you know, maybe kind of wants you to, to search for things or to ship things out quickly or whatever. Um, but together, I would say that all of those things are really showing us that this is something that Etsy is highly prioritizing. I would say that they're probably, if I were going to make a crystal ball prediction, that this will probably become something, if it already is not, um, that is a, a part of your placement in the search that shops that ship quickly um, are ranked higher in search. I would argue that it's probably already happening. They're just not really telling us that. I think anecdotally we see that um, in search results and sales. The other part of it is your customer service, answering messages quickly. Etsy has said that they expect us to answer um, messages within 24 hours. I think I know that I've talked about this in the past, but several years ago they used to have a customer service like tab on your dashboard and it showed what percentage of packages were going out on time, which percentage were overdue, how quickly you were answering messages, how many messages, like a percentage-wise, you weren't answering, that you were leaving, and all of those things. 
Um, they don't show you that anymore, but I have long said that I 100% believe that they are still tracking those metrics. They're just not showing them to us anymore. So if you've noticed on Etsy search recently, if you go into a shop, it will say like message Lauren, Lauren will usually reply within two hours or whatever. They're telling us that the expectation is 24 hours. However, I will say that I think that the quicker you answer those messages and the quicker that you get back to people, the better that is, both for the conversion rate of actually hooking those people as customers, but also as those metrics are happening behind the scenes on Etsy. I think that they are really pushing that. Um, and again, I have seen off of Facebook, off of Etsy and forums and stuff that people are complaining. You know, I messaged five sellers and only one of them ever got back to me. Um, I think that Etsy is really wanting to weed out those people who are not willing to put in that effort and put in that time and serve their customer in that way. Um, the last thing that I will say with this is good reviews. You obviously cannot force people to leave reviews, nor do you need to be like begging and bribing people to leave reviews. But good reviews are always going to help your shop. Um, anecdotally, I have seen um, a major increase in the number of reviews that are left on my shop, the percentage of reviews that are left on my shop when those other pieces happen. So if I have, let's say, a two to three week turnaround for my items, I very rarely get reviews left on those items. If I have a three to five day turnaround time, I get a lot of reviews. Um, that again is just my experience and I have heard that same experience from students of mine. So I would say that it would hold true across the board, but if reviews are something that you're struggling with, if you, if you're not getting as many reviews as you want, upping that processing time, making it faster really helps. In my opinion, the reason for that is because people are impatient. So if I order something and it ships within three days and it takes three days to get to me. And so, you know, I order it on Monday and it arrives in my mailbox on Saturday. I'm like, that's awesome. That's great. I'm so excited about this product. I was excited when I bought it on Monday and I'm still excited when I get it on Saturday. If I order something and it takes three weeks to ship and then, you know, three days to get here or whatever. So I order at the beginning of May and it shows up on Memorial Day weekend. I'm slightly less excited about it. Like my instant gratification has long since worn off. And so I'm not as likely to be like really pumped about this purchase. I've kind of like forgotten that I even bought it and, you know, I've been waiting for it forever. So I find a very big correlation between the number of reviews that are left and how quickly I'm getting things out. Um, and I do think that those good reviews, that's, you know, it's just a feedback mechanism that works within Etsy and the algorithm to say, not only are people buying from this shop, but then they're, they're happy with those purchases as well. In terms of market shifts that I'm seeing with buyers and with kind of the platform, um, there are a few things that I'm sort of uh, testing and not quite sure about and other things that I am seeing pretty strongly. So the first one I want to talk about is free shipping. Free shipping is something that I have pushed for a long time and that Etsy, like, like, um, it's a word I'm looking for really strongly, you know, says that we need to offer free shipping. They're saying that, um, explicitly. 
But what I have found in my experience recently is that it is really highly dependent on your industry. Make sure that you're pricing competitively with or without free shipping. And I'm not 100% convinced that free shipping across the board is always going to be the best decision if your shipping prices are fairly high and you're having to add those shipping prices into the product cost. If the shipping is a high like percentage or proportion of what they're paying that you're adding into the costs, it can be a little bit um, dis not uh, not as advantageous to add that into the price when your competition is not doing it, and so they're so showing up in search at a lower price point. So, for example, I have seen this recently for my baby quilts. I was pricing my baby quilts at like forty two dollars or something. But then it cost me like seven or eight dollars to ship. When I started searching for my, um, that was with free shipping. So $42 with free shipping. But when I was searching for a similar product on Etsy to kind of look and see what the competition was doing, I was finding that a lot of people were pricing in the 30 to $35 price point with shipping not included. So ultimately it might end up very similarly priced. However, when you're comparing those two side by side, which are extremely similar products, they're like the same product, um, you know, when somebody's priced theirs at $32 and I've priced mine at $42, even though it says free shipping, I would say that there is a psychological break there with people wanting to click on my product that's priced, you know, 30% higher um, even though I include shipping. So I think that this is something that you're going to have to analyze for your shop. I can't say across the board that it does or does not work. I think it's really highly dependent on your industry and your competition and kind of where you're falling with it. Um, but I am not as quick to say that I think free shipping across the board for every shop, for every product, everywhere is always going to be the best choice. The next thing that I am seeing a lot of are DIY kits. If you have something that you are able to make a DIY kit, a crafting kit or whatever, um, this is a huge market shift and a huge trend that is happening right now and it's really big. COVID really brought about the, the crafter, the baker, the homemaker um, in all of us, I guess, being at home, you know, sort of the baking the bread and all of those things have gotten really big. Maybe not as much as they were last year, but I would say that those trends, you know, people picked up hobbies that they hadn't done before. And I think from art kits to embroidery kits, painting and more, I'm seeing a lot of DIY kits really being a big hit for sellers. So if you have a product that you're able to get into that as a trend, knowing that it probably won't last forever, it may have its day and then it may wane, but this is something that I'm seeing a really big trend with. If you want to hear more about a student of mine that went down this road and has had a lot of success with it. Um, there was a recent podcast about multiple revenue streams and she talks about selling embroidery kits in her shop. Um, the next thing that I am beginning to see and read about online in terms of trends is that people are getting back to parties, weddings, bachelorette, graduation. I think the holidays will be really big. 
summertime parties as people are, you know, being more comfortable getting back out in public as vaccination rates have gone up and all of that. People are ready for some normalcy and maybe, you know, maybe you're not throwing a 500 person wedding, but I know um, in my own life, my sister is in her mid twenties and she has gone to like four weddings in the past like six weeks. So those things are happening again. They are back. And if you are in those industries, um, then I think that it is really important to make sure that you have everything optimized and ready for the search um, because I think that those products, while they had a huge hit last year with the lack of parties and lack of sort of public celebrations, um, that that's back and people are ready for it. Same thing with vacations. Um, you know, if you have things like beach themed or like bachelorette parties, girls weekends, all of those kinds of things, I think people are ready to, to do that again. The last thing I want to talk about, which this is something that we are going to dive into more on Thursday. I'll do another one of these Thursday, 1030 AM, um, our ads, um, Etsy ads have really struggled, um, in the last six months or so. I am not finding them to be particularly effective and I am finding them to be extremely expensive. I think that they, it is very, very important that you're hyper aware of your numbers if you're running Etsy ads. Um, and we are going to go through a real step by step of how you break that down, how you figure out what you're paying and how you figure out whether or not that works for you and your price point in your business on Thursday. Um, I hope that this has been a helpful live and that this is information that is helpful for you moving forward to plan for your shop and plan for changes. I am going to answer some questions, um, but I do want to just remind you once again that Scale Your Sales is opening Friday morning, um, only Friday through Monday. This is just a quick little thing. I'm not doing the masterclass or anything. This is just a brief doors open for people who want to get in, get their shop optimized and ready to go before the summer months hit and be really, really poised and ready to take advantage of this awesome fall holiday season that I think that we are going to have. So be on the lookout for that email on Friday morning. If you're not on the waiting list yet, scaleyouretsysales.com is where you sign up for that. I will see you next week back here on the podcast. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Thank you.